Welcome to Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly Bible study. Please join Dr. Steve Wood every week where we can all collectively grasp a better understanding of God through His Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. A fairly lengthy reading tonight, but I wanted to do this all for the new year. And I think you'll see what I'm doing as we get started tonight. And it's good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us with our podcast tonight on this New Year's Eve. I wish we could have a New Year's Eve service, but this will suffice for us in this pandemic. But Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomachs. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enabled Him to bring everything under His control would transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Eurota and plead with Synthesis to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel along with Clement, and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it to practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last your reward is because of your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in all and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. Father, we thank You today for the reading of Your Word. Help us today that as we consider these things, at the beginning of this new year, just at the threshold of beginning 2021, I pray that Your blessings would be upon this message, that Your blessings would be upon the people that are listening tonight, and help us to take your word and use it in our lives and allow you to build us up for we ask it in Jesus name amen notice in verse 13 it tells us to forget things that are behind brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead Forgetting what is behind. As we think about 2020, I don't think many of us have good thoughts to think about that year, this year, this past year. Think about, there's been some bad things, hasn't there? Maybe for you, there's been some failure. There's been some hurts. Maybe there's been some sin. You know, the Bible tells us that we need to confess it. Confess your sins. And then it says to forget it, to move on. There's been some disappointments. COVID-19 has made some disappointments in our lives. I remember when we moved from Barangas over to the property that we now have. We were anxious to get started and we were ready for that first service and lo and behold we were shut down we couldn't meet together we couldn't have services and so we had to put off that first service for a good while now as we're ending 2020 we're again shut down we're not able to meet together. And that's why we're having podcasts again for everyone because we're not able to come together. We're not able to worship in our church building. Disappointments. Yeah, there's been some. And it's not just been that. There have been other things that I know we've been disappointed with. And that's something that we're leaving behind in 2020. Maybe some bad decisions that you've made. But we've also had some good things, some blessings, some achievements that we're also leaving behind. 
These things that have been accomplishments in our lives can't lull us to sleep. That's not all we need to accomplish. These are things that we need to build on. Notice he says, straining toward what is ahead. We are looking forward to things that are needed in our lives. Things that God wants us to accomplish. Things that, that are God-given as far as ideas and things that can be accomplished in our lives and maybe in our church as well. Notice he says that we're to reach for those things that are before us. Pressing toward the goal. Verse 14 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Pressing on. You know, that means straining. That means really putting energy into it. That means really trying to accomplish those things that God has put before us. A goal. We think of a finish line when we think of a race, don't we? The end of the race. The upward calling of God. What is it that's our finish line? Well, it's accomplishing whatever it is that God wants us to do. And there are many different finish lines, we might say, in our Christian walk of life. As God puts new things before us and we accomplish those things, we cross the finish line. And of course, the last finish line to be accomplished during this life is going to be the rapture. <laughs> and we're going to be caught up together with the Lord. And we look forward to that time, don't we? And then he tells us that we need to follow together. Verse 17. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as models, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. There are individuals that we can follow. There are individuals that are examples for us. We have this all through the scriptures. The Apostle Paul is, is one of those examples that we have. Walk by the same rule the Bible is telling us here. Walk close to God, close to God, of course. Colossians 2.6 says, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. To glorify Him. To have godly living. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory, for the glory of God. You see, we need to keep in mind God's calling. We need to keep in mind the finish line. That, that which is God which God is calling us forward to do, to accomplish. And we need to keep in mind the same thing. We should all be going in one direction, following the Lord, honoring the Great Commission, accomplishing those things that God has set before us. We live by a higher calling than the rest of the world does. Notice verse 20. He says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember I talked about the rapture a moment ago. 
Our citizenship is in heaven. And we're anxious to be with Him in glory. When all of these troubles, all of these trials, all of these problems, all of these COVIDs will be over. We won't have to worry about sickness and death and sorrow and pain anymore. We won't be in this world, will we? And then the Lord is telling us that we need to stand fast in the Lord. Chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way. Difference. He's talking about what he's just talked about. He's talking about these things that, that are in chapter 13. We are to stand firm, fixed, steadfast, Stand for the Lord. There were some individuals in the past out west in the United States that were called dog soldiers of the Cheyenne. These Cheyenne warriors were called dog soldiers because they stood together. They stood firm. They were fierce. And they were fearless. And people were afraid of them. The whites didn't attack the Cheyenne because of these dog soldiers that were there to protect them. Now, what I'm saying about this is that like the dog soldiers, we need to be committed together. We need to stand firm together. That's what made them such a fearsome group. They were together. They didn't leave one another. They were to be one unit. And they were so fierce because of their unity. We can be too. You see... As we live our lives, we're to live our lives together. Be united. Be that group that stands firm, stands fast, and not allow anything to divide us. In Colossians 2.6, it says that we need to glorify Him in godly living. We need to be those individuals that live godly together. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Don't waver. Neither to the right or to the left. Stay focused. Hebrews 2, 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, we're not to get distracted. We're not to get discouraged. We're not to quit. We're not to give up. Now let us notice some of the things that we talked about tonight. We need to commit together. 
In other words, we need to see that this is a united effort. We need to see that we as a church are not divided. We need to see that we're to stand firm together with one another. And then he says that we need to confess and forget sin. As we looked at these scriptures, God is not pleased with sin. And if there's sin in our lives and we see it, we need to confess it. But then after we confess our sins, we need to forget it. Not let Satan bring it back up. I know he wants to show us again and again and again where we failed, where we've fallen short. But don't let him do that. When we've confessed our sins, we can say to Satan, get behind me. And we can tell him, we've been forgiven for that sin. And then, we need to commit together to a closer walk. Seeing that there's more unity needed. A closerness to the Lord that is needed by each one of us. And have that close walk with Him and that close walk with one another. And that unity that's needed with each other. And then lastly, we need to keep on track with the Lord. Notice that last verse that we read, verse 13. The Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. How many things can the Apostle Paul do through Him who gives him strength? All things. You see, there's nothing impossible with God. We can do all things through Him who gives us strength. Whatever it is that God's calling us to do, whatever it is that He places before us, whatever goals that He wants for us in 2021, we're able to accomplish it. Not because of our own strength, but through Him who gives us strength. Let us pray. Father, we thank You today for this Scriptures that we might be encouraged as we end one year and forget those things that are behind. Forget those things that, that have troubled us and have been a problem. And strain toward the mark of a high calling in Christ Jesus. There's goals ahead to be reached. Help us as a church and help us as individuals commit to achieving what you're asking of us in 2021. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stay tuned for a short weekly editorial with Face to Face with Dr. Fred.
They think of the joyous future. Happy New Year! It is a Scottish song written by a well-known Scottish writer and poet well over a hundred years ago, Robert Burns. My wife, being Scottish, I asked her what that song meant to her. It was a family event, she said. We would hold hands remembering our loved ones, and looking to the new year. That's the Scottish and British way to look at the new year. However, many would go to the pubs and sing at midnight. My family did not do that, Marlene concluded. Well, being married to her for 30 years, I know that's true. Her family did not participate that way. Another saying comes in the sports world. The defeated team looks to the future saying, wait till next year. 1951, juniors in high school, our team was beaten for the state championship of Kansas. Riding in the coach's car after the game, Joe Cocking, our sophomore shortstop, was sitting in the back seat with me. My twin brother Frank sat in the passenger seat next to our coach, Monk Edwards. The young sophomore, Joe Cocking, tapped the coach on the shoulder. We will get them next year, coach, next year. Nearly turning the car into a ditch, he yelled back, we won't win a game next year. We don't have a pitcher. Little did Monk Edwards know, sitting next to him was Frank, our first baseman, who the next year became, even to this day, the greatest high school pitcher in Kansas. 
He pitched our high school to the championship as he won every game. Now, here is a poem which says something about next year from poems that touch the heart. Next year, next year, we say, when come to naught, our plans and projects gay, our bright greens fraught, with bright hopes that shine on that far rim of life's horizon, lying where dreams lie dim. And touched with morning dew, next year, next year. And while we plan anew, the days grow sear. The year flies by, and lo, we're left behind. The glory and the glow we find to find, hope to find, and raise again the clue we meant to heed, the cherished plan to do some cherished deed. Next year, next year, oh, why not now? Delaying soul this year, keep word and vow. Robert Frost penned these words, The woods are lovely, dark and deep. But I have a promise to keep, and I and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. I have a friend named Jim. I need to talk to him. He lives not miles away, only a block away. He's lost. But I'll talk to him this year. I promise. Yes, I will talk to Jim. He's a good man, and he needs to know the amazing grace of Jesus. Yes, I will talk to Jim this year. Hey, Fred, have you heard the news? What news? Oh, I'm sorry. Your friend Jim died today. Oh, no. I delayed. There will never be... It's this year for Jim, no amazing grace for him. The scripture says in Romans 13, 12, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, behold, now is a day of salvation. Annie Coghill wrote the great gospel song, Work, for the Night is Coming. And I've added a couple of phrases. Work, for the night is coming, under the sunset sky. Tell of the amazing grace of why Jesus did die on that cross for you and I. So work, for the night is coming, one never knows when a gem may die. God help us to do it now.
contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you, and God bless.